Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Harden with the shot. What a night for the Sixers. Welcome on in. WIP Midday Show. You Douglas, Joe Giglio, Nick Urshaw is behind the glass today. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. After a night and, and our first game here, Hugh, to react to as a show together, that was a, a, a wild ride last night. You Early in that game, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. Joel's foot. He's sick. They're getting their shots blocked by Jaron Jackson. It looked like a disaster early. And you, Douglas, that, that turned around. What a finish that game. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Atlanta. Atlanta? I stay at Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> Not Atlanta anymore, <laughs> hey, Hugh. Hey, hold up. I got excited, man. And I was looking at basketball. My bad, y'all. Good morning, Philadelphia. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm going to make mistakes like that. No, it happens. it happens. It happens. It happens. It uh, happens. That was a great game last night. You know, what I was when I was watching that game, I was thinking to myself, wow, Joe's going to be on fire if they lose mm. the game. Because all they talked about the whole game was the fact that Joel Embiid had the tummy ache. He was going to the free throw line. He was missing free throws and everything. He was doubled over. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a bad one today. But then they pulled it out, man. They pulled it out. James Harden had a big night. Joel Embiid got it together towards the end, and they were able to win the game. Yeah, and I, I thought last night, and you, it, I was saying this before the show to, to you in, in our pre-show meeting, we've seen this game with them. It's five times a year. Five times a year they come out in big games, and Joel Embiid looks like he, he's about to cry or fall over or double over. And it's just <laughs> there's excuses, and they just they have no energy. And they usually lose those games. Like, the, the, the way that first half went, when Jaron Jackson blocked Embiid in the second quarter, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to flip out that's tomorrow. Yeah. And, but you know what they showed last night? And, and really, it, it, Resilience. that's it. And mental toughness. And yeah. it surprised me because the Sixers haven't been met. That, of all their faults the last few years, they get too injured, yes, but their mental toughness has been a major problem in all these big games for years. And last night felt different. 215-592-9494. As you mentioned, Embiid not feeling well with what else is new. The left foot is still sore. He was 2 of 14 the first half, which is which is ridiculous. And and they never had a, held a lead. Like, they were up 7-6 to six in the first half. They didn't hold a lead again, Hugh, until 106-105. Yes. Those kind of games usually – you lose those games. And last night just felt different. Yeah, it just felt like the whole game that it was all Memphis. It felt like it was all Memphis yeah. for the most part. And then all of a sudden, they just came alive. They came alive and they started chipping away at that lead that Memphis had. I think it was at 17 points at one mm-hmm. point. They started chipping away at it. And then the first thing you know, they were able to take over the lead. And it, it, was, a, it was a beautiful game to watch, man. It really, really was. Yeah, it was. And, and it, it started to feel different for me watching it because usually when, when a beat has the kind of games where he's not there offensively, and he really wasn't last night. I know he had you know, a bunch of points by the end, but, but offensively he was pretty poor last night. He made up for it, though, with defense. So last night he only shot 7 of 25. They usually lose these games, but his defense last night was incredible. Uh, he added six assists. He had six blocks last that night. Big, the, the biggest one he had was when Ja was trying to yam on him. He was about to yam on him. He had a big boy blocking that one. Yeah, you know what? They, I don't know if they actually make posters anymore. Do kids have posters on their wall? I'm not sure if that's a thing. But if yes. They do? But if, yes. if, if, if there are posters still, that's a poster. That was a poster moment by Joel Embiid. And here's how I feel this morning about the Sixers. 215-592-9494. 
we, we've all gone through this the last four or five years. We've watched this team, you know, become a, a contender, a, a championship contender, but, but like not really. And in the second round, they go out every year and they're just frustrating because they can't get over the hump. But for the first time, I think they have a real shot for the first time since the Kawhi Leonard shot. You know, f- five years ago, Kawhi mm-hmm. hits that shot, second round, Sixers go out against the Raptors. And I haven't loved this team since. There's just been something off about them. But this year does feel different. This year does feel different. 215-592-9494. Last night was the kind of game they always lose. A contender plays against them. They go up against another you know, great player like John Morant. And they lose that game last night. They found a way and... And you, it was Joel Embiid gutting through it. But also, you mentioned it off the bat, that was a big game by James Harden. It was. It was a big game. You know, he had some big-time threes, man. And and what I remember about that game and what I was thinking about it, because going into the halves, Joel Embiid went to the free-throw line, and he was doubled over. He mm-hmm. missed a couple free throws. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, Joel's going to have a whole lot of cannon fodder tomorrow. And oh, I have my, I have my half, notes app. Yeah, and going to that, that half. Uh, Charles Barkley had mentioned the fact that, you know, this team isn't mentally tough. Yeah. I think they probably heard that. Well, you know what? It's interesting. There was a lot of stuff last night during the broadcast that, like, Reggie Miller was throwing in there that he obviously heard from Doc. It seemed like Doc was trying to get his message out, like, hey, guys, it is time to wake up. Let's hear from Doc Rivers talking about, you know, that first half and and, kind of where they were at compared to where they ended it. It did feel like that, you. But what's amazing is they bounced back. Like, that that wasn't – it was the kind of game, and, and they kept uh, Harlan last night. By the way, does a great job on those broadcasts. He he kept referring to what vacation legs they had last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, something that I just picked up on Joe that you probably don't even know. This. You called him Doc. Yesterday you were calling him Glenn. Oh, uh, you know what? Because they you, won. You, you're, you're buying in. Because they won. <laughs> you're, buying, you're buying in a you, little bit. You can tell I feel in. good. Yeah, because you called him Doc. That was one of the things. I'm like, hold up. He called him Doc because yeah. yesterday he was Glenn. Yeah, when they suck, he's Glenn Rivers. <laughs> when they win, he's, he's Doc Rivers. 215-592-9494. All right, look, we, we've had a lot of ups and downs with this basketball team for years. And, and, and it feels like the city has stopped believing in the Sixers because of, of, of games like the first half last night. But, but I'll, I'll just come out like this and say it. It's the first time in five years I believe they are a true championship contender. This feels different. This feels different. And I, I'm believe, what, what I saw last night made me believe, Hugh, that this could be different because it, it, it's never been a question of talent. Like, that's not it. it mm-hmm. It's not a question of talent. Joel Embiid is a top five player in the league. They have talent. James Harden is still a top 20-ish player in the league. They still have, they have talent here. The issue has been mental toughness and coaching, and I thought last night the mental toughness was there. And Glenn, Doc, whatever you want to call him this morning, he has done a better job this season. You, I'm believing they, they've got a real chance. I am believing in them. I believe it too, man. And, 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 and part of that is because, like, that for me is the first game that I actually had a chance to watch of the Sixers. Yeah. But that's a good feeling, especially when you talk about coming off of the All-Star break, coming off of the fact that Joel Embiid was talking about how his foot failed. And they even mentioned that in the broadcast last night, how he played an All-Star game and he didn't take that rest. For him to gut through that, gut through whatever he was going through with his stomach, and win in that fashion against a really good team, I like what they did last night. Yeah, you mentioned that if they had lost it, if it had gone sideways, they would have come in here and and flipped out. So I wrote this in my notes last night. So there was a point where uh, Harlan talked about how the doctors said it'd be better for Joel. To stay off his feet. Yeah, if he stay off his feet. I'm like, why do he play 20 minutes, 8 minutes in the (laughs) All-Star game? And when I heard that, that's immediately what I would say. Oh, man, it drove me crazy. But you know what? They (laughs) fought. They fought through it last night. 215-592-9494. Do you believe in the Sixers? Do you believe? Do you believe in this Sixers team as a championship contender? Big win last night over the Memphis Grizzlies. And, And it's not just that they won. And they were favored. You know, it's not a shock they won. But it's the way they came back, the way they finished that game. 
it impressed me, and, and I am believing. I, I am buying in that this is different. 215-592-9494. Nick Earnshaw produced this morning. Nick, what do you feel on the Sixers? I'm in. I'm in. I feel like they do this every year to us, but I'm in on this team. There, there's something different because those type of wins uh, that they get like this, like they did last night, that doesn't happen too often around here. So I, I'm all in on this Sixers team. James Harden looked really good. Joel Embiid, I mean, he was sick and, and still was able to play really good defense last night and made an impact on that side of the ball as well. So I'm believing in this team. I think they have talent. I think they can make a run. That's a really good Memphis team. Second in the West. Yep. I, I like it. I like them. I think they're, they're going to go far this year. Yeah, that wasn't just some team. You're right. Memphis is a really good team. And they ended the game the six on a 10-1 to run last night. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phone lines here. How are you feeling on the Sixers after a gigantic win last night over the Memphis Grizzlies? Andrew. Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. You hey, got it, buddy. On, man. What are you thinking? Doing? Uh, so I went to Kansas. I graduated in '09, and it's just finally so refreshing to see him beat and be what he was supposed to be. Um, so they were supposed to go to that national championship, him and Wiggins, and just walk all over everybody because they were just dumping on people when they were together, and then the foot, and then the foot, and then the foot, and then the foot, and finally to see him beat just muffled through it. Uh, it's it is absolutely refreshing. Well, Andrew, it is because, and and you said it there. It's it's nice to see him be what he's supposed to be. And look, we we know he's a great player. He's an MVP candidate. He's an All Star. But there's something different about the way they fit. Like he's had so many nights in his career where he's if he's off, if he's hurting, if he's sick, you know, the whole team just kind of falls apart. And and he he gutted sure. through that last night. It, he and the team actually. I mean, you had Tobias playing. Like the the team actually came up to his level, which I, I I'm interested because Doc. I'm interested to hear your guys' opinion. Doc's teams in Boston, like, those were mentally tough teams. Is that what the X factor was? Uh, like, I mean, you don't get much mentally tougher than Kevin Garnett. Well, Andrew, it's interesting you brought that up. And you during, during the broadcast last night, I think it was Miller brought up that Doc was talking about that practice, right? About yeah, that practice about how bad the practice was. And yeah. he mentioned to the team um, that Kevin Garnett would have never allowed a practice like that up in Boston. Mm-hmm. He kind of used the, the Garnett example. I, I do think that is – that. I mean, it's not – Hugh, when it's when we have great teams like the top five or six teams in any sport, it's not just about talent. Like there's, there's got there's the mental grit. toughness and the it's grit. About that grit, man. It's about it's about being able to to have adverse situations like the one that Joel Embiid was dealing with last night and still get the job done. Like he looked like he was about to heave. Mm-hmm. He was out there dry heaving and everything. And initially, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, man, if he has a bad game, and he was having a bad game up to that point. You have a bad game, that's not an excuse that you could readily use because people are going to be looking at that all-star game and, and they're going to go back to that. Even though tonight has nothing to do with last week, Mm-mm. they're still going to look at that and they're going to they're gonna judge you on, on your mental toughness by, by the way you were acting. But he gutted it out and they, they won the game. Yep. That's all that matters. For years, the Sixers have felt like bullies to me. Like, you know, they're tough, and they're, but like when they get punched in the mouth, they fold. And last mm-hmm. night, they got punched in the mouth. I mean, that, that first half, it looked like it was going to be a rout. Yes, it did. It did. And, and what really stuck out to me was that on that dunk that, that Joel Embiid blocked for Jabba Morant, Ja, in, in my opinion, was trying to get the momentum back mm-hmm. because he took off from damn near the baseline. And he was going for the yam. He was going for the big time. Well, he can jump, can't yes, he? Yes, he can. And Joel Embiid met him at the at the at the apex and denied him. Like that to me was the like basically Joel Embiid said, "No, not today. Not in my house. Not yeah, today. Not now. Not now. Because this game's going the other way." Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four D is up here on WFP. Hey D. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? What's How y'all on? doing? Good, good D. Good. What's up, buddy? What are you thinking? I, I, I don't, I'm not buying it. I, I think we still got the same old Joel Embiid. He shows signs of greatness, but he's still got those same tendencies. Because just about every time they ran a pick and roll, pick and pop, whatever, him and James Harden, he floated to the three-point line with a guard on him. It makes no sense, especially if you're having a bad shooting night. Well, he and he was having D. He was having a terrible shooting night. Now, D, what you said about it's the same old Embiid, I felt that in the first half. Like I, I, it felt like I've watched that same Sixers game. We've all watched that same Sixers game, you know, 15, 20 times the last three or four years. Like big game, Joel's out of it. Body language is horrible, but they fought D last night. That was that was a little different. Yeah. And I'll say that I'll say this about that. I mean, I, you you guys have watched more Sixers games than I have in the last couple of years. But last night, for him to fight through it the way that he did, you know, coming off of the All Star game, I think there's something there for him. I think he looks a little different. I, I understand that, but if you're doing a pick and pop, pick and roll, or whatever, and a guard's covering you, why are you standing at the three point line? Yeah, and D, that's been yeah, it's him. been an issue for years with him, and, and even Charles Barkley was some of the halftime. If he gets in the block a little bit more, it opens things up for his other teammates. Look, it wasn't a perfect night, Hugh, for for Joel. I mean, early on, he's again, he was two of fourteen in the first half of the game. Two of fourteen is is one of the worst first halves I think I've ever seen Joel Embiid play. But he didn't mope in the second half. He played defense. Yeah, and that that was the deciding factor in that game, and the fact that you know. The Memphis Grizzlies, they they got they went a little cold as they well. They did. They went a little cold as well, and but you did not fold. I think that's important, especially when you talk about the second half of the season. Well, yeah, and now they're in this stretch. I mean, they were mentioned last night, toughest schedule in the, in the NBA. Yeah, the, by far the toughest stretch. We're, we're going to learn about them. like Because well, they got Boston coming up next, right? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. a gigantic game for this basketball team. And the other part about you know not folding and the mental toughness, Tobias Harris, who I've, you know, he's probably the most overpaid player for what he is in the NBA. But he had that, he had that. Big old three, though, man. Put the air ball before it. But they, he, he came back after the air <laughs> yeah, ball. He did. The, that he air did ball was bad, and though. Then you talk about off the bench, Tyrese Maxey gave you 16 points. He last did. Night. He did. I mean, they, last night was the kind of night that makes me believe that this, this is different. Something about this is different. Glenn's in Southfield. Hey, Glenn. Gentlemen. What's going on, man? Go ahead. Listen. You don't get posterized anymore. You get memed. Oh, you okay, get memed. Okay, that's what it is. That's the, yeah, that's that, the young okay. kid. That's that, what the young kid That was a meme yeah, last yeah. night. You get meme, and then there's the video gets GIF over and over again on somebody's Twitter feed or something. That, that's going to be a legendary block, John Morant and Joel Embiid, man. That was something special last night. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was one of those. One, that could have been, to me, that could have been a momentum changer if yes. John would have hit that shot. If Ja would have hit that shot, that would have changed the momentum. If Ja would have dunked on Joel at that point in the game, we would have folded. <laughs> he, he had to block that dunk. Well, that, I mean, and, and Glenn, everyone in that building would have just like just the air would have just like a balloon. It would have been let out like no. It would have been totally silent in there if Ja had, had and it turned the opposite. That crowd was electric last night at the end. 
like a weather balloon over Montana, where it's just deflated. Listen, it was about resiliency, toughness, fortitude. At the end, they wanted it more. Memphis with young legs, they were shooting the lights out. And like the last guy just said, then it got cold. You know what it felt like? It was like that was a hangover game, man. Them guys party. They came out. They weren't themselves. The practice sucked. The only person that's used to hanging out like that is James Harden. He had 31 points. But you can't keep up with the big dog. That's like Tiger Woods trying to hang with Barkley and Michael Jordan. You can't do it. But they had what they needed to win at the end. I'm sitting home in my perfect living room watching the perfect TV set. This is the first time I ever jumped out my seat. After that block, that whole series had me excited, man. So someone asked me, am I all in? I'm close. I'm real close. Yeah, you know, Last Glenn, it's, Glenn, it's expect. interesting. We, we've gotten to this point a lot over the years. We, we want to believe, but it's been tough. Last night, didn't it feel different? It felt different to me. Well, wait a minute. At one point, it was so bad. Had he been suited up, I thought we might see Matt McClung. <laughs> no, Matt McClung was on the he – was, he wasn't even on the bench. He was behind the bench chilling. <laughs> they made that guy <laughs> ring the bell. He, he rang the bell and they said, the all right, then, dog, go chill out. You good for the night. We, you ain't playing. You chilling. But they, they turned it around. I don't know what it was at halftime. I don't know what happened on the court. But when they needed to turn it up, man, every single one of those guys dug deep and did what they had to do. I was impressed. I really was. Yeah, Glenn, that last night we felt different. At 215-592-9494. We, have we run out of bell ringers, by the way? They're, they're having players I ring the bell? Rang, I haven't rang it yet. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I think the new midday show should ring the bell. I, I ain't rang the bell yet. I want to ring the bell. I mean, I, hell. I felt kind of bad for Matt McClung, though. Like, he went, seriously. He went from being a star Saturday he to— He went from being the man. He probably had so many people sliding his <laughs> DM Saturday night. He went from that to ringing the bell when he got back to Philadelphia. And like you said, he was behind the bench. He was behind the bench in street clothes. Yeah, he was just like a fan. What a yeah. nice ticket there. Yeah. That, that, he, had that, a, that he, was, had a, he had one of the best season. He did, and it was an incredible night. Let's talk to Steve in Egg Harbor Township. What's up, Steve? Steve. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yo, let me just say this, man. I mean, look, I'm a diehard, I'm a diehard basketball guy, but I've seen this so many times, man. And I'll tell you what, to me, we're at second round exit waiting to happen, and James Harden will be celebrating after he gets knocked out in the second round again this year at the nearest gentlemen's club. <laughs> so it's easy to say, Steve, you're not believing. Not at all. I can't believe in this team at all. Yeah, and I, Steve, I get it because we've done this now for a better part of a half decade where we have these games, we have these moments, you know, G- January, February, March, and then it falls apart in the first week of May. I, ju- I just felt there was a toughness, Steve, last night, and, and from Harden included, and you and I have talked about him a lot in the past, that he's not mentally tough. A little bit different last night, I felt, that, at least that game. Yeah, but you know what? I want to see it when it really matters in the playoffs because we've seen it time and time again with this guy in the playoffs. He is right when as soon as it gets adverse, this guy basically shuts it down. You saw it last year in the Miami series when Butler was just looking at him. I'll never forget that in the corner. And Harden just looked at him. And Butler stood there for like two or three seconds, drains a three, and then just went, turned around and shrugged his shoulders to the crowd. Like, what is this guy doing? I mean, I, I want to see it in the playoffs. I mean, look, I want to see us go to the finals. I just don't see it. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see them beating Milwaukee in the second round. Yeah, and they're probably going to have to see if we reach the phone call. I mean, right now you're the three, three seats. So they're, probably, they're going to have to see either Milwaukee or Boston. Yeah. And 
get them tomorrow night. So yeah, it's another. So it's going to be a, a measuring stick, another measuring stick. Yeah, there's a lot of tests coming up here. I mean, you look at this schedule, and we just talked about it there. I mean, they have the toughest schedule in the league coming up the next uh, you know, five, six weeks. And, and we're going to learn about them. But there's, last night was the kind of game we've watched it over and over over the years where they get, you know, they get pushed around early, and they usually fold like a tent. That, that's what they it's did been. They not fold last night. They didn't fold. They kept going. And, and, and I'm glad Harden's playing like this because you, last year when he came here, his hamstring, he looked old last year. He's, he's, he's got a little resurgence going on right now, James Harden. He's getting healthy. Looks like he's a little healthy, like a little, a little uh, spring in his step. That, he had a big three, too. He had a yes. monster three in the corner. When he was, he was trapped in the corner, he had a big three. He hasn't had many 30-point games here as a sixer. I mean, he gets a lot of assists. He gets his 20-point games. But last night, 31 points for him. And 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 you mentioned the block and then the air ball and the shot. But like, in that sequence at the end where he he like had to push the ball forward to Joel with the dunk, it was yeah. like an exclamation point. Yeah. And then, like, there was one shot that I, I retweeted where Tobias Harris made. Y'all need to go back and look at that because there's something, like, significant that happened. It's like you got to look at the whole cut that I was – like, last night I was paying a little bit of attention to detail. Yeah. And just, just watch the whole cut and make sure that you focus on – some stuff that happened at the end of that. I'm just going to say that. Something that usually doesn't happen. That usually doesn't happen. And tell me, if you if you figure it out, then, you know, you could call us and, and or, or or tweet me at BigQ53 and tell me what you saw. Yeah, there's something that, that – There's it, something significant. Once you see it, you can't you not cannot, see it. You cannot unsee it. <laughs> it is one of those things. 215-592-9494. Do you believe in the Sixers as a true championship contender? Big win last night. Uh, here's the way I feel about this team. This is the first time since the Kawhi shot where I feel like they have a real chance. Like, something feels different about this basketball team. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. All your phone calls, your reaction here on the Sixers, the win last night. Do you feel like they are a legitimate championship contender this year? We'll come back, and we'll hear what Reggie Miller said about that practice yesterday, which uh, two days ago, which apparently was terrible for the Sixers for their first game. You, Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. What a shot by Tobias Harris last night. Sixers over the Grizzlies, and it was different last night. It felt different. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, WIP Midday Show. Nick Earnshaw behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Get you aboard there. And you, some of those plays in the fourth quarter, Tobias shots, Harden shots, and B dunk and B block, they, they just had about five or six plays that flipped that game last night. Yeah, no question about that. It was one of those things where it was funny because it was a couple thoughts going through my head last night. Uh, you know, talk to Ike all the time, and we, you know, go back and forth about different sports mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember he used to always say, hey, sometimes in the NBA, you, it, the game don't get interesting until, like, the fourth yeah. quarter. That game got very interesting yes. in the fourth quarter. And it was like, that's the one thing I do not understand about NBA players. It's just like all of a sudden when the clock starts to wind down, that's when the game gets ramped up. They wake up. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Sixers woke up last night. They did. And it's the kind of game they hadn't won it in past years. 215-592-949 for the first time. This is the Kawhi shot. I'm starting to believe in this team as a true title contender. Are you there? Are, are you believing in this Sixers team as a true title contender? Yes or no? Let's discuss it all. Zach is in Mount Laurel. Hey, Zach. Hey, Joe. Happy to get you in the morning. Zach, appreciate you listening, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hugh, pleasure to meet you. Hey, Zach. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I got two points. First one is in regard to your question, and I'm going to steer for the second point. Um... I have, I think what a lot of Philly fans have is not the Super Bowl hangover. I have the Philly hangover. The soccer team lost, the baseball team lost, the football team lost. Any other team going into a championship potential, 
I'm nervous to say anything other than let's see. Yeah, Zach, it's interesting that you, how you brought that up because that's a great like like to be honest though, Zach, that's a great year for your your city though. It is, but it all ended in, in some heartbreak. Yeah, yeah it's but an excellent year. Yeah, now, don't don't get me wrong. It's an excellent year, and I'm so happy to be a Philly fan, as are many people. But I think the based on the question, are we are we in on the Sixers? I, see what you're I think I think there's a re- a hesitance to buy into anyone at this point because we just watched three teams, three of our teams get bounced. Yeah. And I it's hard for us because we feel. It's hard to love hard. again. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to love again. Your yeah, heart's been broken heart's three times. Broken yeah. three times. But you got to get exactly. back on that horse, man. You got to get back on that horse. You got to believe in love. <laughs> I'm get. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm getting there. I just that, That's where I'm at currently is I'm, I'm hesitant to buy in. Well, and now, then Zach, the other thing, point, obviously, with th- this particular Sixers team, has broken everyone's heart before, you know, over and over. Correct. So it's like you throw that in the mix too. Right, you're 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 even more unwilling to buy in when the team that we're buying into is someone that's disappointed you repeatedly in recent past. Yeah, and- but Zach, Zach, you know what? I would go a step further and say I would think that the Sixers probably are feeling a little bit of pressure because of the same thing that you just brought up, the fact that you've had every team in the city go to the championship, and unfortunately it didn't work out the way that it, you wanted it to, but I, I think that they'll be under a little pressure to try to get the job done because if you get it done after this year, oh, you'll be sitting pretty for a yeah, long time. Yeah, well, and, and I think there's extra pressure on Joel Embiid. I mean, Bryce Harper and Jalen Hurts have overtaken him as, like, the, the most loved athletes Iconic, in town. Yeah, in town yeah. right now, yeah. They're the guys. Zach, what else do you want to bring up? Eagle stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get to talk to you very often. I'm a big football guy. So I, I wanted to get an Eagles point in. So we're obviously looking at off-season free agency draft. And we're, as everyone knows, we're really going to get nailed by free agents walking away. What do you two think? I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask for the two free agents that you think is imperative that we get back. For Jason me Kelsey, personally. Yeah, Zach, it's a good I question. Think, yeah, it, it, well, I it's, think Kelsey it, and Johnson. Gardner Johnson, personally, I, Zach, I would agree with that. Yeah, the, the, that, that, yeah. those yeah. are the two. Now it's funny you bring up Kelsey because I, I feel like a lot of people don't think of him as a free agent, but he is. I mean, he's 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 going to be a free agent. It's just kind of like we're thinking of it more. Does he want to retire or not? And I don't think any. I don't think anyone's thought about the idea of him playing somewhere else. It's just I don't think it's gone through people's minds, but it's possible. Yeah, and and he's still playing at a high level. He's still playing at an extremely high level. And I was listening to, the, to, to Ike, and Ike and Mark's show yesterday, and they were talking about how people were saying, well, you know, that's what you drafted the, the, the young guy backing him up for. Jurgens, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, he is so important to the, the, the protection, setting the protection for the offensive line, for making the calls, for, for trumping calls and things of that nature. People don't realize that Jason Kelsey is just as important as the quarterback because they sit in the room together. They make game plans together. They they sit around and they talk about protections and how do they want to slide the protection mm-hmm. to protect him from getting hit. That's a huge job. So I'm like, man, if this man still plays, he can play as long as he wants to play. Well, and it's not that he's just playing well. He was an all-pro. Like, yeah. we're talking about yeah. one. He's still one of the best players in the league. It, it, it's that, that decision by Kelsey is going to be fascinating. It will change the entire offseason. Hopefully – 
He's ready to come back and play again. 215-592-9494. Do you believe in this Sixers team? Hey, listen to this last night. Uh, the story from Reggie Miller. I mean, this this kind of painted the picture. And you you were talking about how we thought we were coming in here with a different kind of show if, if they, that first half went into the second half. Listen to this story that Reggie told about practice on Wednesday and how bad it was for the Sixers. Yesterday's practice was terrible for the Sixers. Again, and justified result coming back from break. You guys have their vacation legs. And Doc normally doesn't like to invoke the name of Kevin Garnett, right? One of the all-time greats. But he had to because he sat the guys down and said, look, KG never would have allowed this practice tonight. This is how bad they were. He never would have allowed us to practice this poorly coming back from this many days off. Hugh, I, I, the, to me, when I heard that, that felt like he was putting it on Embiid and Harden. Like, you're the leaders around here. You're, yeah. you're the vets. you got to fix this. He definitely was. And, and you know, you're looked at as, as a leader of this team, and I know your stomach hurt and everything. That's probably why Joel Embiid went out there and played, mm-hmm. you know, and was looking the way that he was looking because he, he had to tough through it. He had to, he had to, fight, he had to fight through all of that. And, and, and sometimes you need that motivation because you never want to be that guy that's looked at as being soft. And, and, you know, probably hearing some of the rumors and, and things that people are saying about you, you don't want that. You don't, you don't want that karma. That's bad karma. Well, I appreciate that Doc did that, and, and I think that was what he was trying to do because I feel like Doc's been soft on these guys since he got here. Like, he coddles them. Like, he doesn't want to – he did it with Ben Simmons, which was ridiculous. Uh, you know, we'll get to him now out of the Nets rotation later on the show. But he coddles these guys. He doesn't want to put the pressure on them. It's time. Put the pressure on them, beat it, and hard. Put it on them. And they, last night, they both responded. Will is in the Northeast. Hey, Will. Will. Good morning, guys. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? First of all, I'd like to say great show. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Will. What are you thinking today? Well, here's the thing. Unfortunately, I did not see the game last night, but I have to give credit to Hugh Douglas because I believe Joel Embiid last night having a stomachache, he also probably heard Hugh talking about what you call butthole-itis. Bunghole-itis. Yeah. (laughs) So you're you're saying maybe he was listening yesterday? He heard that? (laughs) He was listening yesterday, <laughs> and that probably gave him the prompt to play much better in spite of the fact that he had a tummy ache. But let's get to more serious business. What do you think is the missing piece right now in the sixes in order for us to go over the hump? I think it's two things, uh, Will. I, I'll, I'll go three. One, they need to stay healthy because it's always been the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Joel's always banged up in, in May and obviously got, not gotten to June yet, but he's always banged up in April and May. Will, mental toughness, like getting through tough nights like they did last night, and then the third one, Will, I would say, is they need someone, whether it's Maxi or Tobias, to be the third shooting. guy. Yeah, the th- th- assistant shooter. Yeah, right. because they have Harden, they have MB, but they, that, they need some – and it's supposed to be Maxi. Last night it was more Tobias. But, Will, they need that third guy to be consistent. I, I would agree with that. But here's, here's some of the narrative I've been hearing. Getting rid of uh, uh, Doc Rivers. If, if that were to be the case, who are we going to replace Doc with? Who's out there right now that you would consider a better coach than Doc Rivers? Uh – I can't uh, – the guy that was in Boston messing around with everybody's wife. Oh, uh, Udoka. Udoka, the, the, the well, wife smasher. Well, well, we don't need the, the, the wife smasher <laughs> in this town. We got enough issues on our own. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Will, Will's wife? not trying to start any nonsense <laughs> no, around here. No, but I'm just saying. You said a, a better I, coach. The wife smasher. The wife smasher is a pretty good coach. What about Mark Jackson? Is that a possibility? I don't think that, so. Mark Jackson has a coach in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I think – Yeah, and I will. I, I think that ship is probably – I'm not saying that Mark doesn't deserve an opportunity. And, Will, we appreciate the phone call. Um, I, I have to say, and I I have criticized Glenn Rivers a lot here the last couple oh, of years. Oh, you back to Glenn. I do think – I do think Glenn, <laughs> Doc Glenn, 
I do think he's done a good job this season. Yeah, like he's he, do a, a terrific job. I don't know about terrific, but but he's done. I don't have much criticism of him this season. I, I really don't. I mean, they, they've dealt with injuries. Harden missed some time. Maxi missed some time. Uh, I think he's done a good job this season. Let's go to Aaron in West Philadelphia. Hey, Aaron. How y'all doing, guys? Y'all the best ten o'clock show I heard in years. Aaron, we appreciate you, buddy. Okay, Tobias Harris is a bum. (laughs) He's been a liability for years. I don't know why he's still there. We've been hearing about the process. The process is a hairstyle they used to wear in the sixties and seventies with the funk band. That ain't gonna work. Okay. Well, Aaron, before and you he, go on, you know why Tobias is here. No one's taking thirty-seven million dollars of that contract in a trade. No one wants that. But you got to eat that. And get rid of him. Well, you got to cut him. You can't just cut him. He, I mean, he helped us a little a, bit. He had a big three yo, last what? night, though, man. You got to go watch that video three. after what yo, happened with that three. Yo, yo we still um, playing Jeff Rulin, ain't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> they better not be. Long time ago. Yo, hey, got get an eagle's point real quick. Yeah, of course. If. Sirianni goes backwards on the offensive defense. He's going to be gone in two years. Lorian Barron is not playing that crap. You heard about you, – you see what they did to Dougie, Wait a minute, right? <laughs> right. So his his neck is almost in the noose. That's all I got to say. Oh, so Aaron, we got to give him a little more time. Aaron, preach the phone call. Wait a minute, Joe Banner came back. No, I, I, you know what? You didn't tell me that, Joe. I, I just see Joe <laughs> tweeting a lot. I, I don't think he's back no, here. No, he tweeting. I, I follow him on Twitter. He does tweet quite a bit. Joe, you know what Joe has? Very strong opinions on whatever his opinions are. Yeah, and, and as you should, especially yeah. when you're on Twitter. I tell you what, can't be no gray area on Twitter, man. Joe's a talk show host waiting to happen. That yeah, guy's got some strong give him opinions. A job. Get that man a job. Well, maybe we get him on the show. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So obviously, uh, our last call there is is out because of the the history here. It, it, there's a lot of history. It's like fans here, Hugh. It's they've been hurt by the Sixers a lot. Yeah, in the and years. they don't want to let that go. They, they're afraid to love again, man. I but, hate to use that analogy, but it's true. I do think, though, and, and we could draw a little parallel. The Phillies, now it's different. The Phillies hadn't made the playoffs. The Phillies kept coming up short in September. Mm-hmm. But last year, it, it, the switch flipped. Like, they went from that team that couldn't figure out how to win. They couldn't get in the playoffs. They got in. They made a run. The Sixers could change the, the story. Like change that, the narrative. It happens sometimes. What is it? They got to get out of the second round. Second round. Second round has been their Achilles heel. You know, they years. haven't been out of the second round as a franchise since AI took them to the finals. We're talking decades. Yeah, that's a long time ago. It is a long that's time. That's back when I was playing. I know. <laughs> that's a long time I mean, time just ago. think about where everyone out there was at in your life in 2000, 2001. I mean, that's a forever ago. Yeah, that's a long, long time. It is. Long and and it's, this team's been close, but they can't get over the hump. Tom's a Dover. What's, What's up, up, Tom? Tom. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, here, listen, man. We've been talking good about you all week, man. Everybody's feeling you, man. I know, you dog. Gonna answer the, you going to start the show off talking about no. A to the A? Tom, Tom, Tom wait a minute. Can I, can, I, can I, in my defense, you know what it was? I was looking out the window, man, at this beautiful view of the city. And I thought I was in Atlanta for like two seconds, and, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, "I screwed that up, man. I apologize." Yeah. But you, but yeah, see, you must- but but Tom, in my defense, I've been working in Atlanta radio since since last week, so I'm I'm still in transition. Yeah, you was here, but he saw. I he was time. here, but I was still doing radio in, in Atlanta, so I'm oh. I'm a mess up every now and then. Yeah, so he was uh, sitting uh, here you- in Philadelphia saying, "Hey, Atlanta." Yes. Hey, you. I'm gonna give. You- I'm give me a pass, pass, bro. Give me a pass. When, when he answered the phone, I said, "I can't let this go." You, I appreciate it. You, 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 you wanted them dudes like Doc and 
You know, we all love and respect you, man. You, you, you hold my feet to the fire, you know man. Mean? Get, get me right, okay. man. Just get me right, man. Tom, hold him accountable. Right. And, and Joe, and Joe, and Joe, we, we, we got love for you too, Joe. Y'all doing a good job this week, man. I'm, I'm, I got to give it to y'all. Well, man. thank y'all you, Tom. Tom, we, we really appreciate you listening. Let's just hope I don't just start saying good morning, Atlanta, because then, <laughs> then we got some no, problems. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't going to do that, Joe. But listen, <laughs> I was I was I was watching the Sixers game last night, and the first game I watched was the Super Bowl, and I was at the Super Bowl, so I haven't even watched the, the replay on the TV. And I was sitting in the basement, and I'm in the, I'm in the man cave. My my Eagles is my man cave is all Eagles. Ain't nothing down. So I'm in there, I'm looking around, I'm depressed, and I'm watching the Sixers, and they're getting it behind with And I said, man, it's the same old cat. You know, they ain't changing. And Jai been running his mouth. That's all Jai do is talk. And I think Harden got a little fired up last night. And, and I think that's where it came from, Jai running his mouth. You know? Yeah, Tom, that so team, was, that, that, that Grizzlies team, they talk. I think they talk yeah. more trash than anybody. Yeah, Dylan Brooks yeah, and Harden. Like, that, that team, they, they've got a chip on their shoulder the way they play. You know, they got into it with Brown early in the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they ain't backing down from nobody neither. They ain't doing no backing down. But that was a good win last night. If Tobias Harris would get into the flow, I mean, get into the flow, that team would be all right, man. I don't think they can win the championship, but I think they can get past the second round. Well, really it, this feels like it, it needs to be the year. And, Tom, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, Hugh, this needs to be the year where they, they push forward because – you know, I don't know how long their window is open for. Harden's not young, and yeah. Bede's always hurt. Like, this feels like their best shot. Yeah, and then you're talking about those rumors, those innuendos that he wants to go back to Houston. Mm-hmm. This would be the best time to get it done, man, because those windows close quick. Well, they do. Those championship windows, I should say. Well, and then in, in the NBA, players move around so much now. Like, we don't know when the next great team's going to pop up out of nowhere. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks like the Golden State Warriors, they're, they're, they're still struggling. They're struggling mightily. Yeah, it's, they had that resurgence last year, won that, you know, that title over Boston, but it does feel like it's, it's, it's more open this year. Like, if you ask me right now who's going to win the title. Yeah, we were I, trying to figure it out this morning. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, with Dallas made a move when they got, they got Kyrie there. Yep. Uh, we were talking about Phoenix this morning. Durant. In the West, out there in the West. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's wide open. So, yeah, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And it looks like you got a team that could potentially get there. Just got to hit all the right buttons. You do. I mean, the the the, the team the thing standing in the way for the Sixers, obviously in the East, are the Bucks and the Celtics. They'll play the Celtics tomorrow night. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I it's it's weird that I'm saying this because I've been so down on the Sixers for so long. But last night, it opened my eyes. That 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 felt different. The mental toughness was different. The way they played down the stretch, and and I just love that Embiid. Had a terrible first half, but still rallied in the second half. Did I mean, enough to get the win. Yes, when, when usually when he plays like that in the first half, the whole team is like they're, they're, they're all their body language goes bad. But last night they they battled through. I was impressed, and I'm believing this team is a true championship contender. Joe is in Mayfair. Hey, Joe. Hey, good morning, Joe. First time calling to this midday show. Good morning, Joe. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little silicone last night here. A little silicone. Hey, <laughs> hey you caught that. You caught that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Joe little, saw the little video. Slip, little, little slippage bouncing out of that. <laughs> it was it was a good catch, though. It was, no. al- it was almost a big disaster on TNT. No, listen. I had some friends of mine. They were talking about the shot. And when I looked at it, I, for whatever reason, I don't know, but that was like, wait a minute. I thought I saw like, and I was like, wait a minute, did yeah, I see you, what I just saw? You yeah. saw, you saw, you saw half moon. Yeah, and half popped out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, if the game wasn't on TNT, Embiid's not playing. That's the reason he played. Mm. It was a nationally televised game. 
Yeah. Let's just be real with Embiid. He's all about, you know, making sure he's not looked like an ass nationally. He doesn't care about locally. Um, but Joe, I, I agree last night. I saw something different. Like I, I, I am, I am, I am a Negasdelphia fan when it comes to the Sixers because it's the same old song and dance. The difference last night is they didn't give up a possession. They didn't take a possession off offensively or defensively in the fourth quarter. They played every possession like it mattered. And they're their own worst enemy. The Bucks aren't better than them, talent-wise, either are the Celtics. The Sixers are their own worst enemy because when you take possessions off or pound, pound, dribble, dribble, or defensively don't get back or hustle, you're giving the opposition more opportunities to put more points than you were on the board. And that was a difference last night. Am I a believer? No. Not yet. It's one game. It was a nationally televised one game. I don't want to see MD's arms flailing in the fourth quarter. I didn't see that last night when he didn't get a, you know, a foul called against him. They called the fouls last night when MD got fouled. I don't want to see Harden going through the middle of the lane, throwing his arms up like I didn't get the call. If they can get rid of that outside noise, they can beat anybody. But well, they Joe, allow they can. The outside and, and noise to get in. Yeah, you're right about that. And I, I like the way you, you framed it with the possessions. And, and one thing last night, Joe, to, to close that game, they finished it on a 10 to one run. I mean, usually, and we've seen this, Joe, so many times over the years. It's the opposite, right? Where they're up yeah. three or four or five, and then they loot. You know, it's a 10 to one run the other a, way. And I got one more point on the Sixers, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of the Tobias Harris hate, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm tired of it. He plays defense every possession. Doesn't matter who they ask to guard. He's not the greatest, but he puts all the work in. But offensively, getting the ball with five seconds or less on the shot clock in a position where it's not your spot, I don't blame him. I blame the coaching for not getting him enough shots through the fluid of the offense throughout the game to, to make him feel like he's a part of the offense. They allow Maxi more opportunities to yeah, get shots off for himself do. than they do for Harris. So, any offensive player who's not getting an opportunity in the, in the flow of the offense to look for you, you're going to get lost and you have no rhythm. But Tobias Harris, I'll tell you what, bust his hump defensively every possession. And I'll tell you what, I give the man credit for being thick-skinned in Philadelphia because when, when you get overpaid and you're not a primetime player like Iguodala, Iguodala cried every night he got bitched at by the Philadelphia fans. Well, he did. Tobias Harris does not care. He plays for his teammates. Same initials. And he, play, and he, play, and he, and he gives it all every day, and I, I got no problems with Tobias so, Harris. Joe, it's, Get it's, him in the flow of the offense. Yeah, man, we appreciate the phone call. It's interesting. You Contracts in sports with, with um, any sport, but contracts. Especially in the NBA. Though. They change the perception of the player. Like, Tobias is not a bad basketball player but he's not a $37 million player. So it's like, even though he's doing his thing and he's not bad, it's like, predecessors. Of course. You know, that, that was the same thing that John Collins was dealing with. John Collins made a ton of bread, and he's, he's in a situation now where he's been talked about being traded for the last three years. Because nobody wants to take that there was money. rumors about the Sixers with him last year because yes. they were interested in Ben for a little bit. Yes, they were. They they wanted to trade him, but they can't because nobody wants to take on that contract. But as an NBA player, if your contract is up and you're offered that max money, you got to take it. You have to take it because that's the way that the NBA is going. I used to hear older players complain about that all the time about how these guys they're not the, they're not the players that they think they should be making the money that they're making, but. That that's you guys' fault. Y'all made that's what you made the NBA. Yeah. So you can't get mad at the player 
for going out and getting every dollar that he feels that he deserves and the teams are paying him. You're right about that. And it's, it clouds the way we talk about these players. Yeah. It absolutely does. It, it, it changed things. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. Are you believing? Are you ready to believe in the Sixers as a championship contender for real this time? For the first time since the Kawhi shots. Since the Kawhi shot went down five years ago, it feels different to me. This team, this group, that performance last night, and it was not pretty. It, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was ugly for a lot of that time, but it feels different to me. There's a mental toughness that I haven't seen, and last night I saw it with Embiid. I saw it with Harden. 215-592-9494. Come back. Your phone calls. Are you believing in the Sixers? We'll get to why tomorrow night against the Celtics is so important. It's a weird little trend out there that really could um, kind of kind of put uh, forward the rest of the season, what it means for the Sixers team if they win this game tomorrow night against Celtics. We'll get to that. Your phone calls and... More on the Eagles' defensive coordinator search in our next hour, including a name we want to throw in the mix. Kind of came up on our show yesterday. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.